Welcome to the She Speaks Truth podcast, speaking God's truth over you. Hey everyone, how's it going? Happy Thursday, because you're listening to this podcast on a Thursday. Uh, God bless you all. Welcome to another episode of the She Speaks Truth podcast. Y'all already know what I'm going to say, always and forever, speaking God's truth over you. Um, so excited to, you know, I'm always excited. <laughs> I think I say that at the beginning of every podcast. I'm so excited. I'm so blessed. I'm so humbled. But that is indeed the truth. That is the sentiment of my heart. Um, I'm truly excited and, and blessed to be able to, you know, pour into you in this in this way. I definitely want to say a huge thank you to everyone, and I will say this yes at the beginning of every podcast, (laughs) Um, because I never want to lose humility. I never want to lose that heart of gratitude and that honor to be able to pour into God's people uh, during this time, this season, um, in this era. I never want to lose that heart of humility and that posture of humility. So I will always say thank you because guess what? You don't got to listen to this podcast. You really do not have to listen to this podcast. There's so many podcasts out there. Like there's so many people that are podcasting and they're podcasting amazing content. Um, And so I count it a privilege and an honor uh, that you take the time out to listen to this podcast. So thank you again for your love, your support. And I'm just so, so grateful that, you know, this podcast pours into so many people. Um, and just the, the, the testimonies that I get around, you know, people's lives being changed and so forth. Uh, currently we're at, uh, 400, let's go, hello, 400, uh, listen. So people have listened to the podcast 400 times, um, or 400, I don't even, you know what, (laughs) All I know is it says 400. I'm still trying to figure out, you know, my stats and stuff like that. But um, whether or not you've listened to the podcast 20 times, uh, God bless you. Or whether or not you have, uh, what's the word, listened to the podcast for five minutes, God bless you. Although I think the podcast is a little bit better than that, that you listen for only five minutes. Uh, but whatever the case may be, I'm, I'm just grateful. 400 listens is a lot of listens. And this podcast has only been around for, um, I think, a month and a half now. That is amazing. So I think I'm going to do something dope uh, for 500. I think I definitely think I'm going to do something for 500. I think that's a, a very amazing milestone. So and when we get to 500, I'm most likely going to do like a giveaway or something like that. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited about that. So, um, last week's podcast, so we, as you know, we are doing soul care, um, and I'm going to continue that for a little bit because I just feel like we're in a time in a season where we need to take care of our souls, um, more than anything. And I, I mentioned that in the beginning, um, in the introduction of, of soul care, I think it's really important that we are taking care of our souls. Um, and not, I don't, I don't want to just say in this time and in this season, I think soul care needs to be, needs to be a lifestyle literally, but I do believe that right now, um, we need to do it more than ever a and B, um, let's set the tone, let's set the tone for how we want to come out of this pandemic. You know what I mean? Uh, yesterday morning when I was praying, you know, I was just praying and I was just in my quiet time and my devotion. And I thought about some things that I want to take out of or bring out of COVID. Like what are some lessons I've learned? What are some things I've learned? Um, and one of those things that I am not one, I've, I think I made a list of like 13 things that I want to, that I want to, you know, implement back into life when life is like back to quote unquote normal. Um, when we're back to that regular pace of life, you know, there's, there's so many things I've learned about myself. Like I've been learning, um, so much about like character development. Like, of course we know about 
about character development but like one of those things for me is like realizing that reputation is character is bigger than reputation like that's something that you know god just slapped me in my face with last week i use the word slap loosely um but yeah like that's something uh, there's so many different principles that i i want to and i've been just i've been just so adamant about that like what what are some things that i'm bringing out of this what are some things that i'm carrying out of this season um i remember when david um was i think it's in i think it's first samuel or second samuel i don't remember but the scripture where he talks about david encouraged himself and during that time uh, it was really a time of war david was coming out of a war or no he wasn't coming out of a war but he was praying to god about what was happening and i think he was coming out of a war and he was asking god what what should i do should i pursue them and god said yes and you will recover all um and and uh, what else did he say? And he talked about the fact that David encouraged himself in the Lord and he went and pursued because he had lost so much. Ooh, this is good. I feel a podcast coming. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a little bit. I just felt God dropped something in my spirit. Woo. Yes, child. God just dropped something in my spirit. But anyways, um, but in the midst of this, when, when David, when, when David was praying and he asked God, Lord, should I pursue? And he said, yes. And God said, you will recover all. And not only did David recover all, but there were spoils. So there were leftovers. There were things that, you know, when he pursued his enemy, that was, or his enemies, uh, that was left over that he could take. So my prayer is that there will be some spoils. Ooh, I feel God on that. There will be some spoils after this that even in the midst of craziness in the midst of turmoil in the midst of just a very ridiculous if you want to call it that season that we will be able to walk out with something that will be beneficial and a blessing to our next season amen amen all right so on today's podcast um i am coming from the context of the topic today is who are you becoming? Y'all know I love to come up with these questions and ask us some really hard questions. Who are you becoming? Who are you becoming? Um, I remember last summer when God asked me that question. Jessica, who are you becoming? I was reading this book um, called Didn't See It Coming by uh, Carrie Newhoff. It's such a good book. Uh, definitely look into that book. And he talks about one of the chapters that I really like is when he talks about cynicism and how uh, cynicism creeped into his heart. Uh, and that that's huge. And it really opened my eyes to, to see things in a different way and just how we can become negative and, and stuff like that. And as I was reading that chapter, I remember the Lord asking me, Jessica, who are you becoming? You know, because we always talk about becoming or we always use the phrase, you know, I love the woman or the man I am becoming. I know one of my phrases has always been becoming. So I am becoming, I am evolving. But one of one of the phrases that I always love to say is, I love the woman I have become because I fought to be her, right? And, you know, this obviously is unisex. Like we've all had to go through various situations and circumstances in our life. And, you know, we've put in a lot of work to become who we are, um, and we're putting in a lot of work to become who we want, who God wants us to be. Uh, but God challenged me. He said, you know, who are you becoming, right? Who are you becoming? And I think one of the important aspects about that is that when I look at the word becoming, which I was really like shocked about, is that it's, when I looked at the definition, what stood out to me is I thought that you know, it would be an adjective. Well, it is an adjective. So let me, let me actually clarify that. It is an adjective, but so rather I thought it would be like a verb. So an action word, but it is an adjective and it is a noun. 
And so for those of us, if you remember what an adjective is, an adjective is a descriptive word, right? So it's you to descript, describe you, sorry. So she's a pretty girl. So pretty is an adjective and it's also, so it's a description and it's also a noun. So becoming is a noun and a noun is a name of an animal, place or thing, which means that it's like a, it's, it's a part of your identity. And so I was like, excuse me? I thought it would be a verb. I thought it would be more action oriented. But when I look at the fact that it's an adjective and it's a noun, it's like it's part of your identity. It's a part of who you are. So who are you who are you becoming? Literally, it's like the essence of who you are. And so I want to challenge us because after a while we become the contents of our soul right after a while we become the contents of our soul and further that i'm just going to talk about um just a few things but when we can take con- can take what's the word stock our inventory of of what's in our soul it's important that we do that because after a while we will become that right so last week we talked about how are you and we talked about different things like, you know, healing and forgiveness, we talked about intergenerational traumas. We talked about the fact that, you know, some of us are mad at God and we need to embrace the love of God. And so who are you becoming is a very important question that we need to ask ourselves. Am I becoming, you know, the hurt and different things that happen to me? And so for me, I know that one of the things that I've said to myself is that I do not want to be a 50-year-old woman dealing with the things that happened to me when I was seven year old, seven years old. Like I literally want to be healed and be able to pass down healing to uh, another generation, right? And of course, although we don't want this to be the case, right? The things we have been through and our traumas and our pain and, 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 and et cetera can become a part of who we are, right? They become a part of our identity. Uh, but as children of God, this does not have to be the case for us, literally, because the blood of Jesus is in our DNA and we have the space to be healed and to be free. You know what I mean? Like we have that. And and this I think this goes back to if you haven't listened to um the first series in our podcast on identity, uh, I think it all, you know, stems over and 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 and, and bleeds over into this where it's, we talk about restored identity identity. We talk about known identity, right? So it's important that we have an understanding that man like this can become a part of my DNA, but it doesn't have to be because we have a restored identity. Because of the blood of Jesus, we have the ability to, you know, not live according to the standards that the enemy <laughs> has set for us. And we know this from the known identity, the things that the enemy has spoken into our lives, those serpents. Okay, so if you haven't listened to that podcast, you have to go back and listen to the known identity to know what I'm talking about. Um, but we don't have to become what happened to us, right? We don't have to become what happened to us. So, for example, like, have you ever wondered why a person is the way that they are, right? Why, why? <laughs> I was, I was, you know, when we're laugh, when I'm laughing with my friends, I'm always like, you know, why are you like this? Like, why, <laughs> why are you like this? You know what I mean? And so, but we, sometimes we really have to ask ourselves the question, like, why am I like this? What, 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 what makes me like this? And so, you know, as I said before, have you ever wondered why a person is the way that they are? And, you know, as I've mentioned, like the contents of our soul will will eventually begin to show. We can't hide it for very long. It will, it will eventually begin to, to spill over. Right. And so for myself, like I've really learned no longer to see folks at face value because everyone is the way they are for a reason. So it's, so I'm a social worker by by profession, so my background I have an MSW, and so when we look at you know the context of trauma, we and we're 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 enabling ourselves or endeavoring rather to have a paradigm shift when we're working with clients, we no longer see. Um, so for myself, like my background is working with with high risk youth, and so 
my my context has changed my my paradigm has changed where it's no longer what's wrong with you but what has happened to you right when we are looking through things from a trauma-informed lens that's the question that we ask we don't ask what's wrong with you but what has happened to you and so that really enables us or or, or what's the is enable the right word but that really gives us a, a a way in which to view people differently right I know one of those things was as I talked about with my mom like I saw a post the other day on Facebook that or was it Facebook I think it was Instagram it was like a part of my healing was understanding the trauma of my parents listen listen a part of my healing was understanding the trauma of my parents or my parents' trauma rather because I, I that was very huge for me in understanding my dad in in forgiving my dad that was huge for me to realize this man has gone through a lot of historical and intergenerational trauma and this is why he did the things that he did in terms of you know not being there as a father and stuff like that and so i think that when we begin to see people not for what's wrong with you, but what happened to you. It really shifts our paradigm. Um, it shifts our, our, our focus. It shifts how we view people. And also for ourselves. It's not because in, 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 in talking about who are you becoming, it's also important that we don't just ask ourselves um, what's wrong with you because it's a process. It's going to take a lot of work to to get to that place and will we ever as i think i've said this in previous podcasts the journey to wholeness is not about perfection it is not about perfection i think i'm pretty sure i've said this it is not about perfection that is definitely what it not what it's about but it's about striving literally every single day to be who god intended us for, intended for us to be in terms of our, our restored identity, right? And so when when we mess up or we make mistakes, it's not about, you know, oh, what's wrong with you? Jessica, what's wrong with you? So-and-so, what's wrong with you? Like, as you, you we got to be patient with ourselves. We got to show ourselves kindness. We got to show ourselves compassion, right? And, 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 and realize, yo, you know what? A part of who I'm becoming, unfortunately, when we look at, you know, and you know what? We can look at it from both sides, right? Because um, I know for myself, and this is a very random example, but like, I only hope to be half the housewife my mother was. Listen, listen, for the women that are on, that, that, are, that listen to this podcast, our mothers were super women, okay? We were taken care of, we were fed, the house was clean. They help with our homework. Like, listen, the laundry was done. Like, okay, <laughs> I only hope to be half of that, right? So when I look at who am I becoming, a part of a part of that is not a comparison thing, but it's like, no, like, my house needs to be clean. My mom would be very disappointed if she ever should teleport here and saw these dishes in my sink. You know what I mean? But a part of who we become has a big, is a big foundation of, of what has happened to us. So it's important that we are patient with ourselves and we have an understanding of that. But, you know, I, I want us to, I want to really challenge us uh, not to become what has happened to us in terms of the, 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 the negative aspects, you know, and, and to allow those seeds that were planted in, in our hearts to become the fruit of our lives right we really have to 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 be mindful of that that those seeds that have been planted in us do not become the fruit of our lives right and so i know for myself like i i've had to challenge myself i had to challenge myself not to become resentment not to become hurt you know what i mean like i have been hurt right and 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 you're like well jessica have you like how does resentment work right so how that works is like well, this person did this to me, so now I resent them. You know what I mean? So now now I resent this person for what has happened to me. And so I'm like, I am not going to become resentment. I am not going to become unforgiveness. You know what I mean? I'm not going to become bitter. Because you know that 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 aspect of hurt people hurt people. Listen. 
Listen to me, okay? Although this is true, I think after a while, there needs to be a level of responsibility to ask ourselves the question, who am I becoming and why am I consistently hurting people? We need to ask ourselves that question. If we find that, you know, I I think I've talked about this in the first podcast of of what are the first um, episode of Soul Care, where we talk about, you know, it's spilling over into our lives and into our relationships. We need to challenge ourselves to be like, hurt people hurt people, but love the people can love people or healed people rather can love people. Hello, amen, praise God. Let us not be what happened to us, right? But let us use what happened to us to be our best selves. Like I really believe in 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 the positive aspects of of going through what we have gone through. I've I've had to sit and thank God for everything that I've gone through because I truly believe that if I didn't go through half of the things that I went through, I would not be the woman I am today. I would not be the woman I am today. So how now can we exchange those negative things that have happened to us and 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 produce positive things? How can we do that, right? How can we become who God truly intends us to be? So, if you have your Bibles, <laughs> I am reading from Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8 verse 11 to 15. And this um is the parable of the seed and the sower, right? So I, I want to preface this with how can we become who God truly intends for us to be, right? And of course, this is this is not like a, a what do you want to call it? There's not a full scope. This is you know this is a starting point as to you know who how how to become who God has truly intended for us to be. And so, um, yeah. So let's let's look at Luke chapter eight, and we're gonna look at eleven to fifteen. So Luke chapter eight. Um, it talks about, so the first chapter, the first verse rather, um, when he talks about the seed, um, and so the, as I said, this is the parable of the seed and the sower. So he talks about the seed that is being planted. That is the word of God, right? So we look at it, the word of God. So how do we truly become who, who God intends us to be? So wait, let me back up. Let me rewind. What type of soil are you? So as we read through this, I want to ask us the question, what type of soil are you, right? What type of soil are you? And that soil is going to be our heart and our soul, right? So what kind of, what, what type of soil are you, right? So now we are examining, we're taking, um, we're taking how are you to the next level or to the next step and saying, okay, who am I becoming and what type of soil are you? I am personalizing it now right and so the first verse verse 11 says you know it talks about you know the seed that is planted that in itself is the word of god is my heart receptive to the word of god period or let's even make it more simple is the word of god even am i am i administering the word of god am i going through the word of god am i allowing the word of god to do the work in me that it needs to do right the hebrew in hebrews it says that the, the word is sharper than any two-edged sword dividing the soul asunder right so there is something that happens something powerful that happens when the word of god gets inside of us when the seed impregnates us when it does something if we allow it to though we have to we have to be open and allow the word of god to do something something special something powerful in our hearts so are we even entertaining are we even um what's the word are we engaging with the word of god that the way that we should That is a question that we have to ask ourselves when we ask, what type of soil am I? Am I engaging with the word of God like I should? And when we begin to engage with the word of God like we should, it does something to us. I know for myself that the closer that I get to God is the more that he exposes me to me, right? When we read the word of God, we're like, whoa, where am I? Who am I? 
you begin to, to see yourself in a different way. You begin to realize, I really need to be healed. I really need to be whole. There needs to be a change that happens in my life. And so, once again, are you engaging? Are we engaging with the word of God the way that we should? Verse 12. It says, and I'm reading from the Amplified Version. It says, those beside the, ro- the road are the people who have heard. So that's the seed, again, the word of God. Then the devil comes and takes the message of God away from their hearts so they will not believe and be saved. So this is when they talk about the, the, the seed of God falling by the wayside, right? So how many times, how many times have we gone to church heard the word of God, and nothing changes. For those of us who are from an apostolic Pentecostal background or any kind of church background, we have gone to church, we have gone to conferences, we have gone to the altar, we have done so many things, and yet we feel as though we are not changed. We come back conference after conference, convention after convention, and we're still not changed, right? So I think it's important that we take a account for that. Like, how is the word of God? Like, is the word of God getting to our heart? Or is it just falling by the wayside, right? This will, will help us to determine who we are becoming. It's so important. Like, as I, as I said before, conference after convention, conference after conference, convention, this, that workshop, this, that, and the other. And of course, I'm not knocking personal development and so forth. But I also think that personal development and, and conference hopping and church hopping and just going through this, this revolving cycle is just... It, it, it becomes who we are and then we can we we find ourselves going through these cycles over and over and we ask well why am i going through these cycles why is this still who i am and what i'm going through but once again we have to check is the word of god getting to our heart all right verse 13 it says those on the rocky soil are the people when they hear and receive and welcome the word with the joy, but these have no firmly grounded root. They believe for a while, and in the time of trial and temptation, they fall away from me and abandon their faith. So this is talking about here not having any roots. That's deep. Where are our roots? Where do, where do our roots lie? And I think once again, it, it's compounded, right? It goes back to verse 11. Is the word of God even getting into our heart? Is the word of God penetrating through all of the different traumas and things that we have been through and, 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 and um, just situations in our lives? Like, is it getting through? Is it really, really getting through? And so it's important that we allow the word of God to get through so that we can have a root. We can have a firmly, because it says here, it says we receive and we welcome the word with joy, right? We believe for a while. So the word is sustaining us for a while. It's sustaining us for a while. But then any little thing that comes, it moves us, right? So once again, church was lit. It was good. Convention was hot, right? Church was hot. That conference was everything. But where are our roots, right? Where are our roots? Where are our roots? And for some of us, unfortunately, we're filled up with so much stuff and so much guck. And I'm talking about myself. Hello, praise Jesus. I'm talking about myself where I think over the past, few years that the word of God has really been able to get into my heart. But before that, it was like cycle after cycle. And yes, I received the word with joy. I receive it and everything. We were like, we're like, yes, Lord, I receive it. I receive your word and I believe and I'm good and everything is good and everything cook on curry and now worry like we're good money. And then, and then what? And then something happens and we no longer stand on that word that God has given us. And that's because we need roots. We need to be, we need firmly grounded root. We need roots. But 
when we are filled up with too much stuff, when we're not taking care of our souls, when we're not slowing down. And I firmly believe that that's why Christ left us the example of him, you know, taking time away to go meet with the Father. Those are the times in which we are able to allow the word of God to take root in us when we go and we spend time with him on a day-to-day basis, when we are slowing down, when we're not too busy. And I think I've mentioned this before where I talk about Mary and Martha, where the scripture says that Martha was cumbered, distracted with many things, but Mary, she sat at the feet of Jesus. That's how we allow the the word of God to take root in us. We are sitting at his feet. We're like, God, I need this word to take root in me, Lord. Lord, I do not want this just to be another word that I get, but God, I need it to take root in me. Verse 14, verse 14 said the word, sorry, the seed which fell among the thorns. They are the ones who have heard, but as they go on their way, right? They are suffocated with anxieties and riches and pleasures of this life. They, they, and they bring no fruit to maturity. Let me read that again. The seed which fell among the thorns, they are the ones who have heard, but as they go on their way, they are suffocated with anxieties and riches and pleasures of life. And they bring no fruit to maturity. And I think this goes back to that aspect of you cannot be spiritually mature if you are not emotionally mature. The scripture says that it brings no fruit to maturity. Why? Because anxieties and riches and pleasures of this life come and take it. It fell among thorns. My God, can you imagine... If we should shine the light on inside, no filter, and see that our soul is consumed with thorns, like you know what a thorn is, right? It's it's not it's not 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 um what's the word? It's not neatly potted for those who are plant people. I'm not really one, you know. I have one like a plant and it's living, praise God. Um, but it's not neatly potted, you know. The the soil isn't attended isn't tended to, you know, the seed, where is the seed? We don't even know the seed died, that kind of thing, right? Of course the seed has to die and whatever, whatever. But like you guys know what I'm trying to say. Like I'm not a plant mom or anything like that. <laughs> but you understand where where I'm coming from. Like the soil of our heart it's not being attended to. And so it's it's taking up or suffocated with the anxieties and riches and pleasures of this life. And so, of course, I'm not this, 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 um, what's the word? I'm not, uh, what's the word? I'm not saying we don't have anxieties and whatever. Of course we do. Like I'm somebody who, who struggles with anxiety, right? That that's something that I have to work on literally daily. Like I have to protect my peace, right? But it's like, it, it becomes a, to a point, it comes to a point where it's like, I'm no longer trusting God, not intentionally, but I'm no longer trusting God. And the my anxieties are it's is now what's leading me because the content or the, the 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 state of my soul is just not in a good place right and so it's so important and oh oh before i go on to that and the riches and pleasures of this life and once again i think that comes with this like this aspect of being so busy and let me tell y'all this is something that i'm really trying to bring out of this pandemic this aspect of like not always being busy and on the go and being mindful being so mindful and intentional of what i say yes to right i i feel like a rested life is a well-lived life is a full life as I've said before, the enemy comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But what does Christ come to do? He comes that we may have life and we may have it more abundantly. He comes that our joy may be full, right? We cannot live a full and abundant life if we're consistently depleted. 
And I think for a lot of us, the reason why we don't have an understanding of who we are becoming or we're not even, I I don't even know if understanding is the right word, but we're not taking into account, we're not taking inventory of who we are becoming is because we're not still, we're not still enough. We're not, we're not, we're not still enough for God to say, Hey, who are you becoming? You know what I mean? Like, I didn't even realize some of these things about myself until I, 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 I intentionally developed, and it, it takes intention, and I'm going to talk about that, but I intentionally developed a posture and a heart of stillness. Like, that is, it's key, guys. It's key, and I truly believe, you know, I was, I was listening to a, um, a Instagram Live with my old workplace and you know they were talking about you know uh uh, trauma and how to go from from just you know what's the word just you know just existing to thriving right knowing that regardless of what you've been through you can still thrive and so you know they were talking about the fact that a lot of people in this pandemic right now um they're going through, obviously, right? We're going through. But one of the big things is that a lot of things that has happened to us are now coming to the surface. And we're like, whoa, where is this coming from? Like, what's happening? And a part of that is because we are never still enough to know what is going on inside of us. There is a blessing in stillness. There is power in stillness. One of the the, the, the strategies of, of warfare, we're not even talking about warfare, but I'm just giving an example here, is rest. We gotta rest. We gotta learn. We gotta know when when it's a season of rest and that we need to rest and we need to stop right? We need to stop and we need to rest, right? And so it's, it's super, super important that we're taking that time just to be still and know that he is God. It's important. And so then we're able to say, okay, why do I feel like this? What is happening? Who am I becoming? Okay. The last one, verse 15 says, but as for the seed, in the good soil, these are the ones who have heard the word with a good, noble heart and hold on to it tightly and bear the fruit with patience. Right, guys? So, there are different types of soil. Which soil are you? I know for myself, I want to be verse 15. I want to be the type of soil that's good soil, where the seed falls into good ground and I can bear fruit I can bear good emotional fruit, good spiritual fruit. I can be mature in holistically. You know what I mean? So it's so important that we are, are, are constantly testing and attending to the contents of our heart. Constantly attending to the content of our heart. If we do not attend to the content of our hearts, anything will creep in. If we do not attend to the content of our heart, anything will creep in. So I want us to look at another scripture, Proverbs 4 and 23. And this is a very familiar scripture, but I want to I wanna break it down a little bit. And so the scripture is, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. That is the scripture. And of course, it comes in a variation of, 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 of translations. Um, one, one version says, guard your heart with all diligence. And so upon studying this scripture, there are two key words that I want us to pay attention to, right? The first word is, actually, you know what? Let's say three keywords. The first is keep, right? And I think that goes back to what we were just talking about um, around the aspects of, you know, asking ourselves these questions. Who am I becoming? Also, what type of soil am I? And, you know, is the word of God getting into my heart? And that aspect of, of tending to our heart. Am I tending to my heart? How am I attending to my heart and my soul? Heart, soul is used interchangeably, right? 
Um, and so am I attending to these contents? Like what's going on? Am I, am I still enough to have an understanding of, of, of what's going on? So when we keep, we guard, we set boundaries, we preserve. I think one, one, one version says preserve your heart with all diligence. So we're preserving, we're keeping, we're attending to, which means we're paying special attention to, right? The next word I want us to look at is heart, right? When I was doing a study on this, I was like, whoa, I love this. The, the first thing uh, that the commentary said was that the heart is the home of the personal life. Listen, the heart is the home whoo, of the personal life. What lives in your heart? What lives in your soul? Who lives in your heart? Who lives in your soul, right? Who abides there? Who? that's good. That's some good stuff right there. The heart is the home of the personal life. The contents of that, listen, when you go to someone's home, you can tell a lot about them. Okay, <laughs> story time. When I was growing up, if we went to a particular house and the house was dirty, my mom wouldn't stay long. <laughs> I could tell by the standards of my mom whether or not this place was like, or not the stand. I could tell from the, the, the behavior of my mom whether or not this place was up to standard. And every house that we went to as children, if they offered us something to eat or something to drink, y'all know what I'm talking about. You look at your mom or your dad, and if they, you let them answer first. <laughs> you let them answer first. If they say, no, 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 they're good, then you know, no, 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 we're really good though. Like, you get what I'm saying? But my mom's like, yeah, man, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can have some water. You're like, okay, we can breathe, right? The home of a person tells a lot about them, right? And not just whether or not it's clean, but like, you know, the colors. As I'm talking, I'm looking around at my house. I'm like, oh, my house is pretty fun. You know, we, we have a, a, a nice accent of red. Uh, there's some accents of mustard because if you know me well, I really love the color mustard. And so I have to insert it. <laughs> in in some way i can't have a full house of mustard because um i'm trying to I, w I, I will aim to be fair to my husband not that he walks into this mustard home um but you will see some aspects of mustard you will see some pictures you will see a lot of books um a lot of shoes most of the shoes are mine so i guess i have a lot of shoes <laughs> So you'll see, like you'll see a lot of things. So when you walk into the home of a person, you have an understanding of who they are. So when we check the content of our heart, we will have a real deep understanding of who we are and who we are becoming. So the heart is the home of the personal life, right? Another point was that the heart is also the seat of, con of the conscience, right? It is naturally wicked and hence it contaminates the whole life and character. Listen, guys, listen. I'm going to read that again. The heart is also the seat of the conscience. Okay. And hence, and oh, 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 it is naturally wicked. And hence it contaminates the whole life and, 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 and character. We need to take into account who we are becoming because, and, and the contents of our heart, why? Because it contaminates our whole life and character. Listen, me and Matthew Henry are on the same page. Oh, right? Me and Matthew, <laughs> me and Matthew Henry are on the same page. And the scriptures are on the same page. We have got to have an understanding of who we are becoming. And when we begin to have the understanding of who we are, how we're going to begin to have the understanding of who we're becoming rather is, is, is really taking into account the contents of our heart. The last word I want us to look at is diligence. 
Okay, so for me, when I was looking up the word diligence, it is a noun, just like the word becoming. I thought it would be a verb because of the definition, right? I thought it would be a verb. The definition is careful work and persistent effort, but it's a noun. So could it be that when we put in careful and consistent work, we become who Christ wants us to be. I'm going to say that again. Yo, I'm such a preacher. <laughs> I'm such a preacher. Could it be when we put in careful and consistent work, we become who Christ wants us to be? God is challenging us. Christ is challenging us in this season to really, you know what? Forget season. He is challenging, challenging us, period. To really, because you know what? It's constant evaluation. I think it's constant evaluation. I don't think it stops with age. Um, I don't think it stops with season. I don't think it stops with period of life. I think it is constant evaluation. It is constant tending to. If we don't attend to the garden, the things will die. It will die. And so I think it is constant evaluation. It is constant, constant, constant evaluation. We have got to always be evaluating, always be evaluating. No matter how old we get, no matter what's happening, we have got to evaluate. Healing is messy. You know what I'm saying? It's messy and it takes work, but it's so worth it. It is so worth it. And so when we go through and we ask ourselves these questions, they're going to be hard questions. They're going to be confronting questions. We're going to have to confront some things. We're going to have to confront some people that we have in our hearts. Listen, hello. Listen, Linda. We're going to have to, maybe her name is Linda. Hello. <laughs> but we're going to have to confront some things. We're going to have to confront some things because it's messy. It's not, it's not comfortable. It really isn't. I mean, the scripture says, as I said before, the word of God is sharp. Anything sharp is not, I mean, hello, hi, it's sharp and it's cutting the soul. My God, when, when he begins to, when we allow the word of God to, to seep into our hearts, it's cutting the soul and dividing it asunder. That, that, those are some very violent words. I think I want to find another version. <laughs> I think I want to find another version, another version of, 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 of that scripture. Uh, I, I might go look it up in the Passion Translation. The Passion Translation is very not nice and soft and, and soothing. So I may, I may have to go look it up in the Passion Translation. But in any regards, what I'm trying to say is, it's messy. It is hard work to do but it is necessary work to do. Why? You guys should know my favorite scripture by now. All of creation is crying out for the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God. And as I read to us last week in Ezekiel 40, 47, it says that the healing rivers will flow. And I truly believe that as, as, as children of God, as sons and daughters of God, we shouldn't be leading while bleeding. Hello, hi, we need to get healing. And of course, there's going to be healing at every stage and, and, and different things like that. We're not going to be perfect. It is not a journey to perfection, but we need to be healed. We need to be healed. We need to be healed. Okay, so I saw, the last thing I'm going to say is I saw this pyramid of healing hello, on, um, on Instagram. And, and I want us to, to take a look at it. Um, and you know, cause I think it's important for us to assess where we're at. Right. And so on the pyramid of healing, um, it has, uh, so the, the lowest one, so imagine a pyramid, the lowest. So the, at the bottom of the pyramid, it says consciousness and awareness. So something needs to change. Okay. Uh, self-responsibility, I need to change myself. Self-forgiveness. I forgive myself. Grounding. I feel safe and supported. Joy. I am ready to shine. Do you see this? 
well, you can't see it, <laughs> but do you hear it? Like, it's crazy, right? It's like you come to this awareness that, hey, okay, something needs to change. Okay, all right. Um, and this this can actually be correlated or connected to uh, the scripture that we just read, right? Self-responsibility. I need to change myself. There's some things inside of me that I need to change. Uh, Self-forgiveness. I need to forgive myself and then we need to go forgive some other people. Grounding. I feel safe. I feel supported, right? Our community, the people that we have around us and that joy I'm ready to shine. Ooh, that's when that healing water starts to flow and we start to walk in and be the people that God created us to be. Guys, I feel the Holy Ghost talking on this podcast on today, right? And I think another part that I really want to express here, the last thing I'm going to say, I promise, is the journey. I am open and I am curious. We got to consistently be open and curious. We cannot just say, you know what? I'm healed. I'm good. No, it continues. The journey never stops. The journey to wholeness never stops. It doesn't stop. It's continuous. It's continuous. It's continuous. It never, ever stops. All right, guys. So you know what? I'm done talking now because I feel like I've been talking for a long time. I have. According to this timer, I've been talking for 49 minutes and 53 seconds and counting. (laughs) Uh, But I really do pray that uh, this is a blessing to you and that you can really take into account and evaluate who am I becoming Who am I becoming? I do not want to become resentment. I do not want to become the hurt. I'm not going to be one of those people, hurt people, hurt people. Nope. I do not want to become bitter. None of those things. I will not be a 50-year-old man or woman dealing with things that that, that happened to me when I was seven. Not only that, I'm not going to pass down more intergenerational traumas to my seed or to family, or to friends, but I'm going to be somebody that's healed, and that loves on other people, all right, guys, love you all so much, this was a good podcast, if I don't say so myself, hello, let's go, (laughs) all right, guys, take care, don't forget to subscribe, so this is your first time listening to this podcast, welcome, I probably should do this in the beginning, but I caught you right here, hooked you right here at the, um, at the end. Um, and please leave me a review. Y'all ain't leaving me reviews. Like, I don't know. Is this blessing you or not? <laughs> I'm joking. Thank you for all of the, the inboxes that I've received. And, and right now the podcast is a five star rating. Hello on Apple. So thank you Jesus for that. Um, but please, if you feel ever so inclined, please feel free to leave me a written review. Um, I would love for people to hear how this is blessing you. All right. Love you guys so, so, so much. Thank you for being a part of this awesome community. And I will always and forever speak God's truth over you. Take care guys. Bye.